Lori here, and welcome to the Awakening Moments podcast. Grab a cup of tea and let's spend some time together. My co-host Rhonda and I are ordained ministers working together at Life Center Church. We are leaders, wives, moms, and longtime friends. In this podcast, we hope to share some meaningful moments from our lives, everything from lessons we've learned the hard way or how to rise up in the midst of obstacles and insecurities. We will encourage you to take risks and remind you that you are deeply loved and completely worthy. Let's awaken life's most amazing moments together. Today's podcast is a workshop from Heart Conference 2019, Awaken Possibility, A Prophetic Journey, How to Seek, Hear, and Follow the Voice of God by Reverend Joyce Boucher. This workshop will focus on the practical tools needed in hearing the voice of God and then imparting his love through the prophetic. Pastor Joyce has been beside her husband, Barry, since the launch of Life Center in 1981. Her passion for the Lord expressed through the local church is unwavering. Joyce's desire is to be the chief cheerleader to all of her natural and spiritual children and grandchildren. Her life's mandate is to be an encourager for the release of the prophetic wherever she goes through developing people to hear God's voice and choose to make a difference in the lives through a word of encouragement, edification, and comfort. May God awaken possibility as you are released to hear and follow the voice of God in your life. But here's the deal, that hunger attracts the miraculous of God. So if you've come hungry, not just, oh, i got to put in another workshop, but if you've come hungry this afternoon for a fresh impartation from the Lord, then I want you to know that he is going to meet you exactly where you are right now. He's going to do it. Um, I have watched him do it. I've been privileged to travel to so many nations of the world, and everywhere I go, God shows up and God does it. Amen? The second thing we have to have, the book of James says, we have to have a spirit of meekness about us. We can't think that we're all of that in a bag of chips because ladies we're not you know we're just people everybody is flawed everybody has issues I don't care if you're the CEO of a company I don't care if you're the head of this thing or that we all are just people on a journey all right and when we understand that we don't allow the enemy to play havoc in our brain all the time and that Because that is one of the things that stops us from hearing the voice of God. You know, as women, we have been given by God the gift of influence. We, as women, more than men, we as women can walk into an environment and we can create an atmosphere. We can create an atmosphere of faith. We can create an atmosphere of encouragement, and we can create an atmosphere of negativity and uh, um, anger. You know, you could walk into a room, and it's just like, ooh, the tension in this room. You could cut it with a knife. Or you walk into this place, and you just think, anything can happen here because there's an atmosphere of faith that God is it's just arising in people. Amen? So... When you understand that that's a God-given influence that you have, then you carry that um, with 
sobriety. You carry that as a mantle and understand um, that that is a gift that God has given all of women, all right? And so you know that if mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. So when you, but you understand that. And so you can also use it to manipulate and do all of those things, but we're not getting there. <laughs> so my life scripture, you know, I, I pray that God gives you a life scripture. If anyone knows my husband, uh, it doesn't matter where Barry starts in a message, he's going to end with love never fails. It's just who he is. And um, for me, God gave me the scripture that was found in the book of Joel and repeated again in the book of Acts. And it says, in the last days, saith the Lord, I'm going to pour my spirit out upon all flesh. And your sons, your daughters are going to prophesy. Now, when God gave that to me, there were no women in ministry. I know it seems strange now. But there weren't men, women in ministry. And so it was a radical thing that we had to pioneer and break through. But that was the scripture that God gave me. And I thought, well, if you gave it to me, why am I not seeing that manifested? This morning or last night for me to see my daughter-in-law and my granddaughters on the platform together, the generational blessing of women it, it's absolutely profound it's something that I don't take I don't take for granted now he says that on my servants both men and women I will pour my spirit out in those days and they will prophesy and I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below blood and fire billows of smoke the sun will turn to darkness and the moon to blood we all know we've seen blood moons this year like never before. And before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. There is not a mother, a father, a son, a daughter, an aunt, an uncle that's too hard for God. I, when I got saved, oh, I got to go quick. When I got saved... Um, I got radically saved. And I went back to my parents' home, and I walked into my parents' home, and this is how much wisdom I had. I walked in and I said, Dad, I just want you to know that you're going to hell. <laughs> and I gave him a track. And then I put a track in all of the, every place in the washrooms at work. And then I went into my colleagues. I, I, I worked for the, in the government in a great position. And I walked into a colleague and um, I started talking to him. And he, he brought another colleague in and they started laughing. They laughed me out of their office. And I just like backed off and I thought, I think I need the wisdom of God because I, I don't think I had it. But I want you to know that God gave me a vision. Gave me a vision of my dad. I was on a platform somewhere. I looked down and I had a vision of my dad and his hands were like this. 
Many years later, I'm doing a conference at the High School of Commerce, and this really famous singer, and I was standing beside him, and my claim to fame was that I was singing with this guy, which I wasn't. I was just standing beside him, you know, on the platform. <laughs> and um, someone said, I, I, think, I think it was Big John Hall. He just said, I just want everyone just to raise your hands. And I looked down, and at the back of the sanctuary was my dad, like this. And I want you to know that I thought that that was the most impossible person in the world for God to save. But he did. And I have watched him do absolutely incredible things. Now, here's the deal. Some of us get to water. Some of us get to sow a seed. But it's God that gives the increase. But it is God's will, according to Acts chapter 2, it says, and anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And so we have to believe that, and we have to be tenacious about that. Amen? So let's walk through, first of all, before I activate you. I know. So, hearing the voice of God, John 10, 27, 28 says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, and no one will be snatched out of my hand. You know, we talk a lot about a prodigal and all that. Listen, they're in the Father's hand. We just have to understand. He's got a big hand. We don't have to worry. We just have to keep declaring and trusting. Amen? It's always been God's will to speak to his people. Always. Um, in, the, in the beginning, in Genesis, he wanted to come down in the cool of the day, and he talked to Adam and Eve. It was a normal thing for him to do. Um, in the book of um, Numbers, I think it was, when uh, he said to Moses, Tell the people I'm going to come down from the top on, the on the mountain, and I'm going to speak to them. And the people were so afraid. They said, no, no, Moses. Get God to speak to you, and then you speak to us. Because they didn't feel worthy to let God speak directly to them. And that's how it was all through the Old Testament. And then came Christ. And he just walked amongst us. And understood that I'm God in the flesh. And this has always been my will. That my sheep know my voice. Two ways that God speaks. First of all, I want to talk about how he speaks to you as an individual. Two ways are one is he's the God of affirmation. Say affirmation. And he's the God of transformation. Say transformation. In Genesis 18.31 says, Then when the Lord had finished speaking with Abraham, so God spoke to Abraham. In Nehemiah 8, um, or 9.13 it says, You came down to Mount, on Mount Sinai and you spoke to them from heaven. You gave them their, such ordinances, true laws, and good statutes. You know, the Bible is God's authoritative written word. And it is called the rhema of God. And when you are reading God's word, um, and it's called the rhema, in Greek, when a, a, a part of it just 
uh, bounces out or comes out at you. It's called the logos or the utterance of God. It's the now word of God. And so God not only has the written word of God, he has the spoken or the utterance of God. And that is when we begin to hear and understand his voice. Amen? It says, oh God, how great are your works. Your thoughts are very deep. So who can understand the thoughts of God unless he reveals them to us? So first of all, before we get into the exercise of how does God speak to us, I want you to understand this took me, I don't know, 15 years when I became a Christian to understand that there's no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. I couldn't get it. It was an instant gift that God gave my husband. My husband understood the second he was saved that God loved him at his worst, and because of that, he could never love him anymore. He just completely loved him. I struggled with the love of God. I struggled with works. I struggled with trying to do enough. I think that that's part of being a woman. It's part of the personality that God has given me. And so I had a very difficult time until God really clearly made me understand that there is no condemnation. So even when God is speaking a word to you, a word of correction, a word of rebuke, it's never out of condemnation. It's only out of love. So when I began to understand that, my ears were so much more open to what he wanted to say to me. And so I want you to know that there um, two ways is affirmation and transformation. So the first one of, is called affirmation. This is where God will spontaneously bring something up in your life. And it, it isn't a sin. It, what it is is there's a direct correlation to your childhood, to a situation in your life, to something. And God wants to do a divine exchange. And so it's just that simple. I remember the first time this happened to me, I was washing dishes at the kitchen sink. And all of a sudden, just this thought came out of nowhere. I wasn't pre-thinking it. It just was there. And I just saw myself doing a th particular thing as a child. It wasn't a particularly bad thing. It was just a thing. And I said, God, what do I do with this? I, I, I'm shocked. Like, what do I do with this? And he said, give it to me, and I'll exchange it for my strength. Now, let that one sit in. So, God is the God of affirmation. So, every weakness that you have, every doubt, every insecurity, every um, feeling of inferiority that you have, all you do is you just, when that comes, when it surfaces, you just give it to God, and he exchanges. Now, you can talk about it till you're blue in the face, but I'm talking about giving it to God. When you give it to God, he does a divine exchange, and his strength goes into you, completely heals that wound, completely heals it, and you're not the same person. 
The second thing is that he's the God of transformation. So he'll speak to you. Um, I was doing a conference. Um, years ago, we were putting on a conference, and one of the co my colleagues, she was giving a testimony on the platform. I think it was the last day. And she was giving a testimony of how God had blessed her with uh, her and her husband. He was also on staff and uh, had blessed her with this new home. So I'm sitting at the back, and this root, I mean, I'm talking about ugly root of jealousy just came right out of me. And I was, I was like, jealous? I was, um, it was sin. And instantly, God showed me that. Now that is when I had to turn around completely. When God gives you a word of affirmation, there is no repentance in that. But when God gives you a word of transformation, that's when you repent and say, Oh God, I have made you so small. I've had a scarcity mentality because I thought that if you bless Robin, then you can't bless me. Somehow that if you get blessed, I'm not going to get blessed. How many know that that's sin? And so when that happened to me, I give that to the Lord. So that is what transformation is all about. So when we hear God's voice, when he's trying to transform us, to make us so that we are more Christ-like, it is never out of condemnation. See, for, for years and years, if that had happened to me, I would have thought, oh, I'm just a worm. I'm just so bad. I'm not. I'm just normal. And I just had this root of sin that came just pouring out of my life uh, in a thought that was so ungodly. And um, I gave it to God, but I repented. Amen? All right. Now, I'm going to talk about our heart attitude. Don't ever make the mistake that when God speaks to you, it's only for you. It is because you're his daughter. It is because he loves you. And it is because his desires that you become more Christ-like. But he always has someone else in mind. When you got saved, God had someone else in mind. Your life is to be a life on purpose. Your life is to make a difference in people's lives. Do you understand? Like, so it's never about us. In Philippians 2, 3, 4, it says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others better than yourself. Not looking to your own interest, but each of you to look at the interest of others. Now, <clears throat> We're going to move into activation in just a very, very few minutes. So <clears throat> here's the thing. God speaks, so it's his will that you hear his voice every single day. You guys joke. I've been saying it for years, and you think it can't be true. It's true. Every single day, I expect gifts and surprises from the Lord. And every day he does. Every single day, I expect 
the Lord to speak to my life. If Holy Spirit's job in my life is to transform me, then I shouldn't be dull to hear his voice. I should desire to hear his voice so that I can be transformed because my goal in life is to become more Christ-like. I don't want to be the same as I was yesterday. I want to keep growing in God. I want to be kinder. I want to be a nicer person, you know? Um, that doesn't come naturally. I have to rely upon Christ in me. Um, he's my hope. He's my hope of glory. So <clears throat> our motive has to be that we love people. So to activate something... Um, it means that we have to start off and have some kind of a trigger. So a prophetic activation, they're called spiritual exercises. And what they do is they use a word, action, a phrase, an object, a scripture verse. And that triggers a prophetic gift and it, um, it releases something in you. So it's an action that you take by faith, and you watch God then begin to do it. 2 Timothy 1.6 says, That is why I would remind you to stir up or to rekindle the embers and, and the fan the flame that keeps burning within you by the gift of God. So we have to know, first of all, we know it's God's will to hear, uh, to, uh, for us to hear his voice. And then we have to know uh, our motive, our attitude. And then we have to say, uh, will God use my life in prophetic exhortation? In the Old Testament, Moses was giving counsel and, and words of wisdom and all of that to the children of Israel. And there was a group over there, and they were also giving some words. And the people came to Moses, and they said, did you see what's happening? That person over there, like they're beginning to prophesy over people. And Moses said, would to God that they would all prophesy. Would to God that, that God would release a group of people that all would be encouragers, that all would be caring for one another. Amen? 1 Corinthians 14 says, Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you prophesy. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men but to God, but no one understands it, but to utter mysteries in the spirit. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. They, um, and it ends with chapter 5, and it says, So that the church, turn to your neighbor and say, you're the church. So that the church may be built up. That's the purpose of prophecy. That's the purpose of exhortation. You know, there are prophetic activations, which are the, uh, the word of comfort, the word of edification, and the word of exhortation. Um, and then I want to just quickly just give you an illustration of what happens when God gives to you um, a word about someone else and it feels like it's a negative word I was in a I was in a classroom a few years ago and in fact this this woman that I prophesied over she um, 
was on the trip to Israel that my husband and I just came back from in November. And uh, I looked at her, and I, God gave me a, um, a, a picture, and I thought, I can't say that. And so, first of all, what I did is I stepped back into wait for God's peace. And I asked God, show me how to say this in a way that's encouraging, edifying, and comfort. Not that is condemning. Amen? Because I'll tell you what. If God entrusts you with the secret of someone else and what they're going through, I just pray. I don't do anything else but pray. When God speaks to me in the middle of the night, which he does a lot, lays a burden of someone on my heart, reveals to me a, a particular situation, I begin to fight for that couple like I have never fought for anyone else. I begin to pray. I begin to call down heaven. I begin... I don't go to that person and say, oh, well, God showed me this. Do you know? Because that is just going to puff me up to say, oh, look at her. She hears from God all the time. If, if you are entrusted with something that's so precious that God needs to lay a burden on, on you for someone else, I want you to know that is where prayer, prayer, prayer counts. Amen? And so um, I won't let the enemy come in and try to do anything that would make that person feel um, demeaned or exposed or whatever. I just wait for God to, I, first of all, I pray. Sometimes I pray for months. And then if God allows me to release it, it would only be released in a positive way. So I'm standing in this classroom. God gives me this uh, person. And he gave me, he showed me a picture of um, a long pathway, just a long pathway. And in the pathway were huge boulders, like huge. And I thought, well, that's really encouraging. You know, okay, so your life is going to be just full of these huge boulders, right? So that's the path of life that you have. And so I stood back, I asked the Lord what it was, and I, I talked about the victory, that every boulder was a battle, and that she was to be victorious over them. And I went on and on. In Israel, now I haven't seen this lady probably in 15 years. She's on the trip, and she said that word saved her life. The boulders were a situation that she had in her family that would not leave her her whole life. And she could either try to, like, go around the boulder or do whatever. And she said, and God just kept saying to me, I put the boulder there. You are to uh, learn how to deal with the boulder. That had nothing to do with me. That had everything to do with how much God loved that person. So when you prophesy to someone else, it's how much God loves them. It really isn't about you because you don't know what the word means, 
right? You're just being obedient to God to give the word. Thank you for listening to the Awakening Moments podcast today. Like or subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends. Follow us on Instagram at Lori Boucher and Rhonda.Corto. May you be awakened to the moments that matter the most.